Hey everyone, welcome back to Sin Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we continue in this special series as we're discussing some themes that we didn't get a chance to unpack in our passages. And so as we think through First and Second Thessalonians, today we're circling back to this concept of idleness. And we did a little bit of an opportunity of talking about what that was as we were walking through the chapters, but today we really want to lean back into this concept of being idle in terms of it's something that is very easy for students especially to be struggling with. The concept of what is it that you are actually doing that's moving forward and growing your life in the Lord. One of the things that I hear consistently from people and consistently from students is that they're not reading their Bible because they don't have enough time. And so I want to start with that thought as we move into this discussion of idleness. We have back with us today, Jake Wimpy, Kyle Heiser, unpacking this concept as we walk through what the significance of this concept of idleness in our life is, as Paul's talked about it, within the midst of our ministry and how it might practically be playing out. So I want to jump in on uh, and address people who would say that they don't have time to read the Bible, spend time in prayer, go to church, whatever else you can think of. Uh, I would first suggest that everybody has the same amount of time in the day as everyone else. So it's not about you don't have time, it's you're not prioritizing your time correctly. If you consider yourself a Christian, then that means that your faith is the most important thing in your life. So literally everything else comes secondary to your faith. And that means that spending time in the Word, spending time in prayer, spending time in the biblical community, doing things that honor the Lord should be your number one priority. If jobs, sports, whatever else, school even, gets in the way of your relationship with Christ, then those good things have become bad things, and they're not worth pursuing any longer. So you're saying quit school, right? Because it takes up the most of our time? No, that's not what we're saying. Uh, what we're saying is, is what is it that you're doing with your life? You think about everybody has 168 hours in the week, okay? Average person going to school, 7.30 to 3 o'clock, 3.30, somewhere around there. You know, that's roughly eight hours. Eight hours, five days a week, that's 40 hours. You got 128 other hours in the week. Sleep for seven of those a night. That's another 49 hours off of that. You've got tons of time left. How are you prioritizing and thinking about and utilizing that? But also understanding that while you're at school, if you're a Christian, it's not that, oh, I've set this aside and this has nothing to do with my relationship with the Lord. No, I'm being proactive. I'm being a believer. I'm living on mission. I'm working through all of these concepts as I'm doing that. And I'm understanding that, yeah, you know, I'm supposed to be doing everything with excellence, representing Christ in all I do, so that I am putting him on display and putting the gospel on display. And so that transforms the way we think about school and the way we think about responsibilities like work and job. But we're transitioning out of this concept of idleness, thinking through that. You know, if you even put up those two types of things, sleep and school, it's about half of the hours that you have. So you have another 80 some odd hours in a week that you're trying to think, what are you doing with? Probably it's not homework, taking up 80 hours of your week. If it is, we should probably talk about that. But 
It's other things. And sometimes it's small things that take up large spaces in our life that shouldn't be there that are creating an atmosphere of being idle. That's good. And I would uh, I would challenge anybody who says they don't have time to go to somebody who they know is a mature believer and ask to see their schedule. Ask to see their calendar, what kinds of things they're doing and how busy they are. Because I would guess that probably most students, middle school and high school, don't even have enough stuff to put on a calendar, let alone uh, need one, you know. So go to somebody that you know, like Pastor Jeff even, or Lee, or your parents, ask to see their schedules, and then ask them, are you still spending time cultivating these things? Likely chances uh, they still find time, even though they're they're far busier than we even are. I think that's a great practice. And I take it a step further, Jake. Go ahead and schedule out your whole time. Show us what it is. Do that as a practice, a self-assessment. Where are you spending your time? What does that look like? Because there was aspects in my life where I probably had, hey, man, I'm so busy. I remember there was a man in my life. His name is Rob Stouffer. He was one of the great mentors I had in high school. I was in a high school group and he was like, hey, guys, we're going to meet together. We're going to be going through disciplines of a godly man. Uh, what time works for you guys to meet? And everybody's like, oh, it's so busy. And he's like, great. Um, 7.30 in the morning. And they're like, oh, well, I have weightlifting. I have this. Great. 6.30 in the morning. Well, I still have to get ready for this other thing. Great. 5.30 in the morning. And we're like sitting here like, wait, he can't be serious. And so, you know what? We met at 5.30 in the morning at Denny's every week because there's always a way that you can move your schedule to make it work. And then we learned something really fast. Number one, he wasn't going to take excuses. And number two, we really needed to think about where our priorities were for other things. Because if your number one priority is sleep, man, you're going to say, hey, guys, let's do this in the afternoon. I need to get my sleep. I need to work through those things so that I have a healthy day. But there's always time. It just means what are you willing to sacrifice for the things you're going to prioritize the most? Growing up, you had so much time to do those things to make those decisions. I had a rough spot in terms of the fact that, you know, I was single and alone in California for a long time by myself. Created some good times and opportunities where I was able to serve the Lord with a lot of things that people weren't able to because I didn't have as many responsibilities. But now as a husband, as a father, I have different responsibilities with my family, but I still have to prioritize the different things that I'm doing for my ministry, for my own personal life, uh, for my family as well. And so there's consistently, as you grow, going to be more responsibilities added into your life. And you're going to have to know how to work through those and to develop patterns that are going to allow you to be successful. Because think back to the people in this passage. They're idle for, you know, as Kyle walked through with us, probably one of two reasons. Either they're just waiting for Jesus to come back because they're like, why are we invest in anything? It's all going to go away anyways because we're all going to heaven. Or they're so idle and they're not focused on moving forward in the Lord because they're patronizing the Roman system and they're working through the different things that are there. Whatever the case is, it's a lack of growth and a lack of development because of an attitude or a lifestyle that they have. And so with our students, the thought of, hey, I just they don't have enough time to grow in my relationship with the Lord because I'm so busy. I have so many activities. We live in a world that is so easily accessible, whether it's our phones or there's so many opportunities for sports or other things. I like how you guys have already mentioned this in the thought of, we need to think about what is it that we prioritize the most. And if we are, Jake, as you've said, a Christian, 
and our faith is important to us, are we willing to sacrifice other aspects in our life so that our faith gets the place that it needs? Yeah, well, thanks for letting me talk a little bit. But um, yeah, on this thought, I just wanted to bring it back to a practical level, talk about my life and just kind of some things I've been going through. One of those is just being um, preparing for the sermon that I'll be preaching and knowing that I have a deadline tells me that I need to be proactive in the way that I plan my days and weeks, knowing, hey, I got to get this done. I got to put in the hours talking with Lee and with my dad, with others, and really just put in the work. And that doesn't come from playing video games a ton, but I still play video games. It's finding that balance. And so I think when we're talking through prioritizing, no, we don't need to be, you know, reading our Bible 24-7 when we're not at school, but it's finding the balance of if we have a good habit at the start of the day, whenever we can, to get into the Word first, and then the secondary things of, you know, games, hanging out, sports come along, our minds are already going to be at a point where, wow, I feel better because I've already put in the time for my most important relationship, which is with God. And so that aligns the rest of the day. Whenever you do get up, it's at camp, wherever, and you get that devotions in the morning, you feel great the rest of the day. You don't feel with this guilt of, man, I haven't read my Bible today. That doesn't come. And I know that that's, you know, been something that I've been able to talk through with some of my small group. And so I think that's just kind of something that we all struggle, whether it's, you know, middle school guys or it's Lee and he's old, but like just going through that, that process of, hey, this is something that you have to commit to every single day. Yeah, and I'm definitely old. And I would also say, and it's not just that you're just putting in the time so you can check it off and you're done with it, but you've invested in that relationship like we talked about yesterday with prayer and you're prepared for your day. You're ready for that. And so you feel good and prepared for what's coming. Also, being a little bit older, I do have perspective on some things. And there is a resource that I like to walk through. It's called Do Hard Things, and it's the Harris Brothers. They talk about the way in which our culture is given such low expectations for adolescents that they fall to that level rather than seeking to grow to the next stage. You talked about specific things in terms of a deadline. One of the questions that I would give students is, what are your goals in life? Do you have a direction? Do you have an objective that you're moving towards? What is it that you're seeking to do? If you have that desire, if you have that carrot that's dangling out in front of you, then you're going to actually try to make goals and progress in objective metrics that are moving you forward, right? If you're working through sports and you're saying, you know what, I want to make the basketball team, guess what you're going to do? You're going to train for it. You're going to do all sorts of conditioning. You're going to do you know, the different things that need to take place as far as diet to get to you where you need to be. You're going to learn specific drills, shots, defenses, all these different things. We talk about that in a spiritual realm. When you're setting up to be the person, the man or woman that God desires you to be, what are those specific goals that you are looking towards? You have to help define those things because part of that is going to be different for every person who's hearing this. God has a different specific plan for each person. But some of the things that are going to be the same in terms of developing spiritual disciplines, in terms of putting the gospel on display in our life, in terms of cultivating godly friendships, in terms of investing in the community and the body of Christ, those are specific things that should be true of all of us. And so are those goals even on our radar as students? Probably for me, it wasn't. It was something that I struggled with. And so I felt like I had all of this time to do with whatever I wanted. And so if I prioritized something, I would get to that. 
But honestly, I wasn't exposed enough to what the fullness of the gospel meant for my life that I wasn't in a place where I was even thinking about those things. And so we have to start with that, to aim a little bit higher than the culture around us is telling us, and to think about those types of situations that are going to stretch and grow and mold and shape us to be the people that God desires us to be. Because that's what we want to be. We want to grow in those ways. I don't think anybody listening to this podcast today says, hey, I hope I'm the same person I was yesterday, today, and I hope that I'm the same place. But I think if we don't have those objective, measurable progress points, it's very difficult to be motivated to continuously grow. Yeah, Lee, just talking to that prioritizing your different aspects throughout the day, it really just comes down to saying no, which can bring in, you know, FOMO and anxiety of being left out. But what it really is, is if you are committed to your goal, once you find your goal, then you will have to say no to some things. You can't do everything. And so if you are in that position where, man, you are very busy and you look at your schedule and you are busy, maybe you need to think through and maybe walk with your parents or someone that's mature that can help you. Is this really needed? Is this at a point that this is going to benefit me and help me grow to where my goal is? So I think that's just one practical way of really just having others come alongside us, like we've talked about, of asking the what and then the why, and then the how are we going to get that with who. Those are uh, all great things. Something to cap this off with is something that Pastor Jeff has said, you know, consistently, and I've heard him say it, is first things first. To combat idleness, we need to have our priorities set straight. So yes, I think rest is a good thing. And I think that there should be times where we're not doing anything. But it needs to come after we have done the things that we have deemed important. So, yes, playing video games can be fun. Yes, it can be restful. But if it's coming before spending personal, intentional time with the Lord, getting your homework done, whatever else you can throw out there, if it's coming before the things that are important, then it's laziness and it's idleness or procrastination. And all of those things are going to derail your walk with the Lord, not help it. So as we've just taken a glimpse at this concept of idleness, hopefully today we're starting to see some practical ways that we can try to put into practice what we're learning as we walk through the scriptures. And so hopefully these last two days have been opportunities to see a way in which we're dialoguing on this. Hopefully you're speaking with other people about this podcast. We started the podcast with the thought of one chapter, one question, and sharing that with one person. And so this whole developing the thought that what I'm learning should impact the people around us, if you're involved in that, it's going to be that iron sharpening iron process. It's going to be working through those things. You're going to be having conversations like this. And I wish you guys could have been in the room and heard some of the other conversations that we were having our ability to confess other areas of weakness, other things like that. We just don't have the opportunity to do all of that in the time that we have here. But you have that opportunity throughout your day to connect with other people, to be thinking about those things, to be seeing how you can encourage one another, how you can help shape each other, and how you can hold each other accountable so that you're growing in the Lord. Know today you are loved. You're